0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: Alright, let me know when you're ready, and uh, I guess, so should I start it off? Does someone else want to take Yeah, start it off, thanks. Okay. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. You were recording the whole time, weren't you? I'm sneaky as like that shit. <laughs> I know you are. Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. This is episode number one. My name is Steve. Here with me is Jeff. Say hi, Jeff.
2: Hey,
1: guys. And Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. I mean, hey, guys. Just to give our listeners an idea of what we currently fly, um, where we are in the hobby, here's a quick rundown of the models we are currently flying. Kevin, you want to start off? Yeah, sure. I've been flying planes and helis and multi
0: rotors. Um, The FT planes that. I have. I really don't want to list them all. I don't want to sound like a jackass either. But these are the planes that I have. FT fanboy. I haven't built. <laughs> uh, I haven't built the bloody Baron, um, the Bronco, or the FT Guinea, or the Old Fogey. The Bronco. I'm waiting for this uh, Peter's like VTOL whole kit to come out because I'm dying to try that. You know. Uh, so I haven't built that Bronco to do any of that. I've been flying the hell out of the Chris. The the Twisted Hobbies, Crack Pits, and the Beaver. I got a koi and, and a Kunai and a Bixler II that probably will never fly again because I've been having fun with a lot of other models. And miscellaneous used stuff. And I got the 200% FT Mustang. Oh, yeah. That I put together a couple years ago. Uh, helis I've been flying. The the Blade One 180. The Oxy 3 Plus, which I love. It's such a smooth, heli. We'll probably get into that at some point. And uh, the Goblin three eighty, nice. Which is yes, the Ferrari of helis. I I've been referring to it as. And multi rotors. I got a couple of quads. Uh, I got an uh frame two fifty racing quad. Um, I've been flying the hell out of the Electro Hub from from flight test and the Dragonfly I, f- I had going, and then I wanted to change the flight controller, and I haven't gotten back to that yet. Cool. Uh, Jeff, you want to go
1: next?
2: Yeah. Um, mostly my, my daily flyer is the, uh, Skyzone Beaver. Uh, that's my favorite. Um, also the MXCS, uh, Twisted Hobbies. Uh, I enjoy that a lot. And the Twisted Hobbies Beaver is also, uh, one of my favorites right now. Um, I have the uh, FT Tricopter, uh, but it's in pieces right now. But that should be up and running before the end, end of the wind, winter, hopefully. Um, and that that's my main flight line right now. Yeah, I think you said it best,
0: Jeff, when you said Twisted Hobbies really knows what, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah,
2: they definitely do. Uh, and, if, and if we talk about our wish list, uh, that name will come up again.
1: Mm, nice. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go. Um, I am an FT fanboy. I'll admit it. Um, I like a lot of their planes. Currently, I'm working on an FT Guinea, uh, Mini Guinea, sorry. Uh, I have a Wing, which kind of got soaked, so I'm not really flying that too much anymore. My favorite FT plane, which is the Vigan, um, I'm on my third revision right now, uh, but I love that EDF plane. It's just amazing. Uh, with the, with the twelve bladed fan. Yes, a twelve bladed. Uh, you know, I think it's only. I'm only pulling a twenty six hundred KV motor, so it's a little bit underpowered. I'm thinking of upgrading that to a three thousand with the 4S, So hopefully, I'll get a little more juice because um, it is a little bit slow. But uh, I do love harrying that thing. You do get compliments on that like
0: uh, when we were out at the field what uh Sunday. Yeah, yeah, a those, lot of those folks. guys
1: couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I actually have a really good picture and I'll send it to you guys and maybe I'll post it on the uh our Facebook channel. Um yeah, one of the potential members there that I was visiting basically took a nice picture to the, the vegan and it just, you know, with all the colored duct tape I have on it, it just looks it just the colors really pop, so it's, it's nice. Oh, cool. Um, All right, so just to continue, I have a Spitfire that's crashed. I'm pending another rebuild of that. I have a Mustang, uh, the FT3D. I couldn't get it off the ground because it was so heavy with tape and uh, 3D printed landing gears. (laughs) And then when I got a bigger motor for it, I ended up having a bad um, elevator server on it, and I just scrapped it at that point. Um, Yeah. Uh, other planes I've had but no, no longer fly are the storage, a uh, couple of Viggins, of course, Mustang, Spitfire. I had a Blood Nose Versa, which didn't do too well. Uh, Bloody Wonder. I have a Mini Scout that was spray-painted and way too heavy, so that didn't fly too well either. I had a Racer that had a very small motor and flew like three times, and that was it. Uh, I started with a Delta Wing and FT Flyer, and I had a nutball for like a day, and then I got tired of it. Um, And I'm sure there's definitely other FT planes that I'm not remembering at this moment. Um, As far as my other planes, I have an RA Corps Yak 55. It's a foamy profile plane. Um, I really enjoy flying that, but recently it's just had some issues, so I haven't been flying that. But um, one of my stable planes is a Great Planes Kunai. Um, I love that plane too. It's just fast and fun. Um, I also have a P47 Balsa, which I crashed, and I got to fix the tail on. An Eindecker Balsa kit, which is still waiting for a maiden, which I built last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring it out soon. Uh, you know, we have that runway, and you know, screw it. I'll, I don't care if I crash it. I'll bring it out. Um, one of my favorite DuraFly uh, DuraFly, excuse me, plane is the EFX Racer. That's a fun, fast plane to fly to. I have a DuraFly Hyperbipe, which I crashed in total a couple weeks ago i'm not sure what happened there but it hit the ground really hard and snapped all the wings off and the nose and the motor um let's see what else do i have the park zone sukhoi crashed that pretty bad glued it back together haven't reflown it i have an fms p47 razorback the 800 millimeter version which i'm scared to fly i flew it once but um yeah, it was pretty sketchy, so I've, it's kind of been grounded until I'm more ready for it. And let's see, and I also have a mini-vapor, which I kind of fly around the house when it's uh, wintertime. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of planes, but I'm mainly, uh, I, I don't know, I'm self-proclaimed a, a, more of a heli guy. Um, so I have in my heli fleet a Blade 180 CFX, a Blade 360 CFX. Uh, which is running 3S and, or actually, sorry, 4S and not the normal 6S setup. I have an Oxy 3 Cube, which is a tri blade head and a tri blade tail, which I crashed last week, and I'll go into that a little later. <laughs> um, a Goblin 380, Goblin 570, Kyle Stacey edition, three bladed, and a Goblin 700 competition. Uh, yeah. Jeez. That's a lot of money in helicopters. I think those, what is that? Five or six helicopters cost almost twice of anything plane and multi rotor related. Um, but yeah, I love helis. Uh, as far as multi rotors, I have two couple of ZMR FPV uh, race quads. I have a Batbone, which is needs some servicing, needs some love. Uh, Dragonfly, which I crashed a couple of months ago. And then some uh, Blade Nano QX and the FPV Nano QX. Um, that pretty much rounds what I have. and for the most part when i fly
0: yeah you you say you're a heli guy but i'm like listening to that whole list and i'm like wow that's a (laughs) lot of planes
1: (laughs) yeah i gotta get my house inspect my apartment inspected actually this thursday and i'm like oh man i have these uh what are they the uh the pvc pipe uh like kind of like you know plane holders yeah the the stands stands. yeah, yeah and I mean, you look in my living room, and both corners are just filled almost to the roof, uh, to the ceiling with planes. So,
2: I yeah. think we should post some of those pictures too.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm I shameless. remember the first time
2: coming in your apartment. It was like it was like a toy store.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, you know, if I'm gonna go into this hobby, I just you know might as well just jump in you know head first.
0: See, I laugh because if I post a picture, if I posted a picture of our living room, even without planes, my wife would kill me. <laughs> just because she'd be like, you know, there's there's a couple of things here and there, and she'd be like, it's a mess. How dare you post right.
1: that? <laughs> yeah, I'd be hearing about it. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So let's kind of move on to the next section. Let's see. Uh, you know, what have you guys been up to in the hobby uh, this past week? What have you been
0: up to, Steve?
1: All right, let's see. Well, I flew uh, last Sunday with you, Kevin, at, at our club field. Um, <clears throat> I had a That's had a right. Noxie three little incident. Um, this was after you left. It's always after you leave, Kevin. You got to stay till I leave oh, because geez. every time you leave, something happens. I crashed something. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, I was flying around. Everything was good. I come to a hover in front of me, and I lost total radio signal. And the motor would like shut down and spool back up and shut down and spool back up um, and it fell to the ground. I, it wasn't too bad because I was only about like seven, eight feet off the ground and basically had uh, I was basically just hovering. So I just had a little bit of positive pitch so it didn't come smashing down. Um, but yeah, on the bench, I noticed that the motor would spool up by itself and off the servos would just jitter and move up and down. Um the D S yeah, the oh, DSMX man. satellite that I have on the the MSH U brain flight controller. Um was solid orange, it was on. I never saw it go off, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I love that heli, but I might have to rethink that one. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Um besides that, uh I I built a couple of well, I built myself an F T trainer and also had my daughter Chloe build... Her first FT plane, so that was really exciting. Um, she, I cut it out for her just because you know I don't want her to. Do, uh, she's only eight years old. I don't want her to really mess with a hobby knife.
0: Right. But yeah. uh,
1: but she did all the gluing by herself with just instructions from me, which is amazing. You know, eight year old never nice. did any type of RC, and she built her first plane. I could. Put, I think I have a picture of that on my Facebook page. I can link up later. Um, besides that, I will, I built the FT Mini Guinea. I just need motors and ESCs, but everything else is installed on it. So I'll flight control and everything, and radios binded it, and, and seems to be good. And um, what else have I done? Um, I swapped over to, from Castle 6.5 millimeter um, ESC battery connectors to this RC Pro Plus. Uh, I think it's D6 is the model. It's a 6 millimeter bullet. And I got to say castle has nothing on this rc pro plus the way that you're able to solder and and remove the bullets if you make a mistake or just it's just overall a hundred times better um you know we can go more deep into it or maybe i'll do like a little tech tip on it and stuff and go in detail about it later yeah i
0: was i was gonna ask you about that
1: like is that for like larger current yes applications yes um you can use it I mean, I see people using it on 6s setups. I primarily use it on the 700 and the 570, which are 12s setups. So I'm pulling, you know, 44.4 volts at uh, you know 100 to 120, you know, amps. So at that point, like my standard XC60, which is only rated for 60 amps, can potentially melt and um, you know cause some yeah, yeah, cause some issues. So. Yeah, that's pretty much about it for me. How about you, Kev?
0: I am loving the new uh club and the runway. I had a good time out there with the Sukhoi. This isn't well, past week, but I think a couple of weeks ago. Um I'm just really getting that dialed in where I go up, do my thing and come down and I can really land it pretty pretty much where I want and you know, at good speed and not slam it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a that's a good it's thing. It's a
2: great field. I mean, just the, the room we have, the amount of people that are flying in the club, um, that runway is, like, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a great location.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's – and,
0: you know, I, I thought – and not to go off on a side tangent, but I thought, you know, coming from an open field to a runway, it'd be, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I've landed on the grass, you know, and no problem. But you have to be more precise with the runway because you have to line it up, you know, obviously on the runway. Yeah, our
2: our old runway was, you know, 50 yards
1: wide. (laughs) Right, and, like, 40 feet deep. Like, I mean, it was huge.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you really didn't need to worry about, like, your your approach and how you had to, you know, use the rudder to make sure you were lined up correctly. But once you get that, uh, yeah, it's, like you said, it's such a great feeling, you know, you 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 can put it in almost every time with some precision which is which is awesome and it makes me want to like move on to other other models that are more challenging which um is what I did on Sunday moved on to the Corsair which I crashed <laughs> yeah um, but I not after you know I crashed it but uh, you know not after I, I got a chance to do a couple of flights on it which I was you know I added some nose weight and it's a model I got used to begin with, and I had crashed it, I think, once on 3S setup. Ah. So, um, yeah, I took that around a few times, and I was having a lot of fun with it, and the guys were loving it. Um, has some weird tendencies because of the giant prop on the front, and I guess I say weird because I'm used to flying the, the FT stuff, which really doesn't have too many bad tendencies, but I, I noticed uh, a few things. Like, Jeff, I was I was coming down the runway, and I was at one point I was powering up, and kind of rolling to the right and making a right-hand turn. And I was trying to give it more rudder, but the torque of the motor was pulling it back to the left as I was giving it right rudder. It was it was bizarre. I'd never experienced anything like that. I was like, what is going on and, here? And which model is this? It's the Corsair that I have. I think it's a unique model. When I bought it, I bought it used from the from a guy, and he told me it was a unique was the name of the company that made it i don't know if they're even still in business anymore so i don't know where i'd get parts for it but you know it's a it's your basic like 48 inch wingspan i think it's 48 inch gotta be right around there somewhere
2: did we we see this at the old field
0: yeah remember i brought it out and i tried running 3s on it and uh i kind of like tip stalled it into a tree yes
2: i do i think we have video of it
0: too yeah yeah, so uh, so I crashed that and I kind of broke the wing right where the, the gear, the retracts are, which I can fix. It's it's definitely fixable. Um, but I, I made a joke. I was like, holy crap, I, I this is the first time I've ever gone to a field and I've crashed a plane and flown helis and not crashed a heli. Because I'm usually crashing a helicopter, right. man. <laughs> you know, on the, the 180, I whipped that around a couple of times. And I think I did a flight or two on the Goblin.
1: Yeah, you were flipping a Goblin. I remember you flipping it around and whipping, you know, doing some figure eights and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with the helicopters. Um, it's really a
1: tribute to Steve
0: because he's helped me out immensely
1: with that. Um, I'm happy to do so. You know, I like, I like getting uh, people into the the helicopter aspect of our uh, r c flight.
0: And I did, a, uh, I did a tailwheel mod on the Mustang. I got a chance to try that out on the FT Mustang. And that came out really well. I like that um because the I'm not a, I'm not too much of a fan anymore of the the tail draggers, you know. I need that tail wheel to steer around and uh for your for your,
1: you know, your taxiing and your takeoff. And that worked out really well. Yeah, it looked clean. Uh the installation was perfect and I mean, it, I didn't see any weirdness when you were uh when I was videotaping you uh taxiing around and, you know, on your flight, so yeah. Uh, good job it on that. Straight.
0: Thanks, man. It was yeah, it was pretty straight right out of the box. I gotta put up a, a little uh a link to Hobby Kings where I actually got the little wheel. And uh, it was like four bucks.
2: Sweet. I really missed out this weekend. You guys had a perfect day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. T shirt weather in December. And and zero wind. Absolutely yeah. zero wind. I mean at the field I think come you know, when it came around like um Two o'clock in the afternoon, there started picking up a little bit wind, but yeah, it was manageable. It was nothing like, yeah, but it uh, went from zero wind to like three miles an hour. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything.
0: Yeah, if I anything,
1: mean, we I appreciated because I was actually sweating a lot just from the sixty-five degree weather we were having. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, December
0: thirteenth in New Jersey, and it's sixty-five with, you know, no wind. That's crazy. It was a great day. Yeah. And then I went to my Christmas party um, on Friday night of, of the weekend, and uh, they give a, us they give us a, a nice gift, um, you know, every year. One year it was a Roku box, and uh, last year they gave us Beats headphones, Beats by Dre. And uh, this year they gave us a GoPro. I was like, I told my boss, I was like, I think I'm the first guy who knew exactly within a split second of what he was going to do with his GoPro when he got it.
1: Yeah. And nice. what
2: are you going
0: to do with it? Um, I'm going to strap it to something and put it in the air. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Probably, I'll probably wind up getting that $50 gimbal setup that Steve got that was, like, tailor-made for the GoPro and slap it on the Dragonfly and, uh, I don't know, just get some decent shots with that, you know? Just some nice stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. That that $50 gimbal surprised the hell out of me. Um, how level it stayed and it was right out the box tuned perfectly for the GoPro so yeah I definitely recommend it
0: yeah that was on what that was a Hobby King product or no uh, you that on eBay?
1: no that was uh, eBay and it's you know like one of the Chinese um, you know I don't know I don't want to say knockoff but you know uh, influenced by other brands for them no, to okay. make one Yeah, that's a nice
2: way to say that. <laughs> Cool. So, Jeff, what, yeah. what were you up to? Unfortunately, I had you know, some medical issues to deal with, so I wasn't able to fly with you guys, but this weekend is a definite. I mean, I, I as long as the weather holds out, um, I should be down there all day with you guys.
1: Oh, nice. Awesome, yeah. The weather, I think I looked it up. I mean, it's a little early, but um, it's going to be kind of cold about 45 degrees so it's still doable dude we uh, we've been flying in the snow so that's fine (laughs) yeah very true all right cool all right um so let's move on to the next topic here or section um let's talk about some planes let's you know see what's new with plane stuff that we've been working on uh kevin you want to start it off yeah we were thinking we're going to do
0: um with this podcast like do just different sections and you know stuff we've been doing and stuff we don't like stuff we do like and uh so this is my chance to really bash a couple of things if i want to i don't know how much time we have but uh <laughs> i'll give it a shot yeah okay. so um just recently i built the ft bushwhacker which is their new like um i don't know what would you call that like a cub style
1: plane high-wing. a high wing a high wing bushwhacker <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, is Bushwhacker the actual name
1: of, of a plane? It's like a a stall, like a short takeoff landing type of plane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a nickname or if there was an actual plane called the Bushwhacker, but yeah, put that together and uh, did the wheels up. I think I made, I made a mistake on the wheels, and so instead of being, I don't know, they're fat to begin with. So instead of being fat, they're like extra
1: fat because. Uh, of the way I, the mistake I made. Dude, it looks awesome. I mean, you get you got so many compliments at the field when you first uh took that thing out. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys were. That, really that wasn't them.
2: how it was intended to be.
1: No, they're intended to
0: be uh approximately a half inch narrower than I I made them.
2: Oh.
0: Um so when I yeah, when I cut it out, I kind of screwed it up. I I kind of I'll buy a, I'll buy a kit from Flight Test and uh I'll use that as a as a template to cut the rest out. And when I did that, I kind of screwed it up a little bit. I like. But, yeah, it. I mean, it's it's just it's just like too. I, you know what I'm thinking? I, I could probably fly on ice or maybe a little bit of packed snow, and probably it'll take off from there because they're so they're so fat and and big.
2: So you put too many circles on. What, what happened?
0: No, I. Um, what you have to do is the the part that's actually the tread. Uh, you notch out so it can receive like the two circle parts right uh, as like a donut okay and what i did was i I actually cut out the donuts i cut out because the way it's marked on the print there's a little like score mark approximately a quarter of an inch inside like another circle inside the actual wheel part so I, I i scored that and cut it out and i was like oh crap i made a mistake and i had already glued it at that time so my wheels aren't my wheels are, are fatter and smaller in diameter they're they're uh, than they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a little skinnier and a little larger. Uh, okay. But yeah, when I first brought it out there, the guys were like, "Are you?" Because I taped it too. I did a, um, I did a pretty good tape job on it. I I used the tape from Tape Brothers, and I uh, did white, and then I did I did a blue kind of like like halfway down. I did blue, and I did like a blue on the the wings, and uh, did some silver like pinstriping, you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of guys were like, that's uh, that's foam? And I'm like, yeah, it's Dollar Tree foam. And they were picking it up, and they were like, my God, it's so light. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But it's definitely it's, it's a plane you need to fly with um, some input to correct the rudder when you're turning. You have to do coordinated turns for sure.
1: So what would you say, like an intermediate advanced or an advanced plane? Yeah, you know, I'd say
0: intermediate slightly on the more advanced side. What I'm finding out as as I'm, uh, you know, going through the hobby is, like, with some of these planes, uh, like, especially uh, the foamy stuff, you know, I want as much rudder as I, I can get. And I want it at least expo as I can comfortably fly. And I've, I find it out with a few of these models, especially the bushwhacker, that I'm only able to give it half rudder before there's so much drag that it's, it's pulling the wing over. And even if you compensate, you're still getting a lot of drag from the rudder and, and there's
1: probably a technical term for that well yeah i think you're stalling out the rudder basically right or installing yeah, yeah
0: probably yeah so i you know i'll I probably what and i probably ignored the instructions and just put it on the the highest you know control horn setting and just went from there you know um, <laughs> you're an expert what do you
1: expect <laughs> full throws <laughs> yeah.
0: in my head yeah i'm an expert <laughs> full throws yeah and so i yeah I probably did that and ignored this. There's probably, you know, they probably tell you to cut it down a little bit. So it's just something I, I, you know, am finding out as I go through a hobby.
1: Yeah, cool. How about you, man? Got any issues? Um, yeah, I mean, so one of the things is I want to mention is the the Durafly Hyperbipe. Um, first of all, that plane. I thought it'd be easier to fly. It's you know, it's kind of I would say more of an intermediate than any type of beginner. It is a three D acrobatic plane, so you know, going into it, I should have uh, expected that. But um, one of the issues I do have with that plane is the stickers. Um, they're like I don't know. I guess water, laid stickers or something. But I mean, you know, if your hands have like if your hands are sweating in any little bit, you touch the model. Next thing you know, you have the stickers on your fingers. Oh and, no kidding. Yeah, it would just come right off. I mean, taking the little canopy off, it would come off. Um not the sticker wasn't all laid down properly either, so there was like corners of it that were sticking up. It's just the quality control and just you know, I mean you get what you pay for. I paid I think ninety nine bucks for that plane. Um
0: now, this receiver is receiver biplane, right? Yes,
1: this is the foamy biplane. The one that okay. has all the the nice colors of paint on the top and then on the bottom it's all like a grayscale, like black white and gray coloring on the bottom design it really was it really was or is a a fun plane um but yeah i i think i had a brown out or i just gave it too much rudder and stalled it and it came nose down motor mount front end clip got totally ripped off i broke the uh, top wing off the struts, one full aileron totally ripped right off. Um, oh jeez! Yeah, like it was—it's it's a mess, and I'm sure it's fixable. But I just—I need to get some foam, uh, foam-safe ca first, or or some um, foam tack before I put it back together. So hopefully, I'll be—I'm uh, gonna be able to put it back together and fly it again. Because I did enjoy it when it was—you know—when it was flying in its prime. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, in, in upcoming
0: episodes, we can talk about, like, what we do to repair stuff like that. Because, speaking of, when, when I was talking about that Corsair and crashing it, I think the first thing I did was rip an aileron off. And there's easy ways to fix that, you know. You see that, and you're like, oh, crap, now what am I going to do? But there's easy ways that you can go about fixing that.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. We should do definitely do a, a repair um, episode and even maybe something further, like, as a build episode of, like, when you you know get a new kit, what what to look for, what supplies you should have, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool.
0: So uh, let's
2: see. Did, did Jeff
0: uh, Jeff got anything going on planes wise?
2: Um, I'm still in the process of the FT racer.
1: Yeah, that's... I was just going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's been cut out for a while, um, but it will be built this winter, uh, no doubt. Um yeah, we talked and, about that a little in
0: episode zero, which I don't know how many people listen to that, but that it was all cut out when I when I made a trip out to Ohio yeah. Dashboard and came back.
1: Yeah.
0: And out. then
2: if if we if we get to the Christmas wish wish list, um that stuff will also be built this winter. Nice. Nice. But I'll save that for then.
0: Cool. So what you been doing with Heli, Steve? Anything this week?
1: Um well not more this week, but I guess just in general, since we're kinda, you know, starting this podcast and catching up on our sort of history. But uh my latest heli is the Goblin five seventy Cal Stacy edition. Uh that build was amazing. That helicopter was so much fun to build and it went together so quick. Uh, Goblin has really good quality control. Every bolt and nut and just everything fit together perfect without having to do anything. Um, Unlike my Goblin 380, though. I do want to mention that. I did get the first run of the Goblin 380s when it first came out. And I had to Dremel out a couple of holes on the carbon fiber side frame because they didn't line up to the the bottom plate. But anyways... um, yeah, I do remember that. I remember you, you showing us pictures of that. Yeah, it was off by like two, two, three millimeters, which is a decent amount if you think about it on a small heli like that. Um, besides that, the Goblin 570, um, I do. I did the Oxy-3. It was two-bladed at first when I first got it, and I did the tri-blade head and the tri-blade tail. Um, that, I don't know. I, I know three-blade is kind of a, a hot... These days, and it's most likely a fad that's gonna go away. But um, I mean, check out my 570 video on on YouTube. Um, I'll share a link on my um, on the uh, podcast Facebook page. But uh, seeing those three blades spin in the video is just so cool. Okay, that looks so nice. It does, right? Like especially when you you see the blades spin, but at a certain RPM with the frame rate of the camera, they just stop. Right, it just stops. Oh, that's so cool. Now, you think that's going to go away, the three-bladed head? I mean, I think it's kind of a a fad right now as far as, like, you know. I mean, performance-wise, it's not that much different. You do get a little more cyclic authority. Um, Same thing with the tail if you have a three-bladed tail. But the issue is, is, you know, helicopters, inherently, they're going to crash. When you crash them, I mean, I crashed the Oxy three times now, and... Replacing those spindle shafts on the three-bladed head are a real pain in the butt. Yeah, um, yeah, It's just more parts, more blades that you have to buy, you know. So the cost of a crash definitely increases by, you know, a third to 50%. Um, I guess when you look at it like that, yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, but it does look cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. I even, yeah. you, know, with my, you know, with my Blade 360 uh, CFX, that was actually my first three-bladed heli. Because it was only $50 for the three-bladed upgrade kit from um, from Blade. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I do enjoy it. I do love the look. And, you know, I do like the extra cyclic authority just to be able to flip it around quicker.
0: Yeah, that's what it looked like to me when you first took it out there. And, uh, you know, you, got, you flipped that thing over a few times. It, it looked like it was just flipping over and
1: staying stationary. You yeah, know, vertically, it wasn't moving at all. Mm-hmm, definitely, uh, I did do an idiot moment on my Goblin Seven Hundred, and which has grounded that, and will cost me. I'm estimating six hundred dollars to fix five, six hundred. Oh my god! What? Wow. Well, no, let me rephrase that. It's going to cost me about three fifty to fix, but because it's grounded, I took the servos out to. Put them into 570, so I got to replace the servos and the the Icon fly system. So, you know, talking about servos, Icon fly system, and my idiot move, which I'm going to mention right now, I wired the BC completely wrong. I had it originally wired up as as a 12S setup running 5,000 milliamp battery uh, stick pack. I... Was running the BEC off of twelve S, which is perfectly fine. But the problem is, is the BEC can only provide a certain amount of amperage at twelve S um, input. Okay. So what I ended up doing is, okay, let me switch it over to six S, which you know gives me about seventy percent more amperage on the on the BEC. Yeah. But the way you have to wire it is, the negative has to go to the negative side of the ESC, and then the positive goes to um, basically that one battery. You know, which is, uh, I guess you could say the second battery in the parallel chain. Um, But I did it to the other side. So now I was feeding in 12 volts. I mean, sorry, um, 6S through the, the initial pack. And then when I plugged in the second pack, the ground was on the positive of the second pack which oh. gave me a loop of twelve, another 6S battery, which is the 22.2 volts of electricity. So I ended up frying my Castle 100, uh, 160 HV ESC, which is, uh, I think, what, $260, almost $300, like two hundred sixty two seventy. dollars um, Oh, man. I, I thought I fried the BEC, too. I killed the castle connector that was on it. It melted halfway down the bullet. It was just torched. And, you know, I should have known when I first plugged it in. It went pop, and I was like, wait, that's not right, and unplugged it. But I was like, no, this got to be right. Let me try it again. And that's when I just saw a big puff of, puff of that magic smoke coming out the ESC. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man, that sucks. Definitely any moment, I uh, need to look at the instructions and not be like oh i got this <laughs> so then how did
0: so you're saying that the two batteries are wired up in, in parallel yes or they're supposed to be and you Oh sorry
1: it. Um, let me rephrase it it's in series sorry it's in series yes to get the okay. 12S from the 26s pack sorry yes so you had the
0: the first battery on the bec and then plugged in the second battery. I, I still don't, I don't understand how.
1: Okay, so let me, let me try to draw it out for you. So you have your two packs, and so you have both positive and negative of each, right? So right. one pack. And one, of, one of the negatives and positives are, are connected. Are chained. So you have your positive into the battery, your negative into the positive of the next battery, and then the negative right. into the ESC. So chaining it, uh, hooking up the BC to the, the first pack which goes positive to negative to positive on the second pack on the second pack that basically created a loop which fed positive completely into the um basically to the battery to both sides it, yeah um i'll see if i can post pictures of the, the the setup or the incorrect setup and also the burnt castle connector but um yeah i didn't read the instructions um it Clearly so says how, that the negative of the BC has to go to the negative of the ESC side of the second pack and not the first. Oh,
0: I see now what you did. Yeah. Okay, so you put it in the chain part. Yes, you, into the the negative serial into that chain. chain oh. Right. oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'd like to know. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but I just like to know that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't make that mistake or
1: yes, learn from my mistake. Or, or when I do I just say Steve told me about it. <laughs> right? Or it'll make you think twice before you like plug it in and be like, let me just double check, make sure that you know it's right. it's right. Yeah. Which I didn't do, you know. That's that's
0: always the worst feeling too. I've I fried that I think I fried that little ten amp ESC at at the field one time, plugging in my little uh three S battery Oh that J S T, yeah. Yeah, you a know, little J S T um and uh, I was just like, I could see it, it was like a a cigarette burning through paper. I could see like the the amber <laughs> coming through the ESC, and I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so um, that's pretty much what I have. So what's going on with you, Jeff? Any heli stuff going on?
1: Did he split? I don't know. I still see him online, okay. but it is uh, he did he did have to split uh, a little earlier.
0: All right, then I'll go with myself. Then. Sure, Kevin. What's been going on? Um, well, I got a new Goblin 380 from uh, a great guy at our club, Anthony. Um, yeah, man, Anthony gave me hooked it up for me many times too. <laughs> a fantastic deal. Like he, this guy's a builder too, man. He built the 380. I mean, and he, and he, what does he have? He has a, he has a 700 Goblin 700. He's got a Goblin. Uh, he's got a
1: five seventy, Kyle Stacey. I don't even know what else he has. I mean, you want me to go through the list? It's he's a heli guy for sure, and he just started this year. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, really and he's good, a really um, nice guy too. Oh, there you are, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. You know, I actually got a uh, what do you call it? A Castle one sixty HV from him um, at a great price. You know, to put back in my Goblin seven hundred. So. Um, sorry, but yeah, let me let me let you continue, Kevin. Yeah, so he
0: he, you would sent me a text one of the nights where uh, I think I got it what a month ago, and you would sent me a text. I think when I was back at the house, and you were like, "Oh my god, I got a great he's got a great deal for you," and I was like, "I had a number in my head as soon as you said that, like uh, as soon as we started going into it," and I was like, thinking, "Well, what's a great deal? This number?" And you came back like the next second with yeah it's this number and it was exactly the same number i was thinking i was like oh man that is a good yeah group.
2: yeah he he hooked me up oh, um, i remember i remember that text string I, I didn't realize that that was for that heli yeah yeah i mean it's the hell
0: he he what he hooked me up with the heli minus the flight controller um the three pulse packs that have the, the battery yeah, quick, quick release
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah connectors in them um he had, he had dinged up the blades that I'm still flying. They're a little dinged up on the tips, and he gave me another set of blades, another set of tail blades, and uh, and two satellites, two um, Spectrum satellites. Yeah. Which I, I have a DX9. We all have DX9s. Probably should have said that earlier. Yeah, I mean. But, uh, but, but I thought yeah. that was a fantastic deal, man. And I've been flying the – having a great time with that, man. We, we
2: should give his uh... – phone number and home address. <laughs> yeah, we should. I don't know it. Steve might know it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know it, but I'm not giving that out.
2: <laughs> he's
0: so.
1: got great deals though. <laughs>
0: Just he's got great deals. Yeah. Don't ask him where he gets
1: from. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean basically I mean I don't wanna, you know, divulge the price, but I mean you got that all of that plus well, that quantum motor, Talent ninety um ESC, um a Hobby Wing, um Voltage, whatever, RPM sensor, all of that, with the extra set of blades, the three batteries, even gave you the connector, um, the charging cable for it. Right, the charging that he had six, he had like a fan out of six. Right, all of that, just a little bit more than what the kit costs, which is amazing. Like that's, I'm, I don't know, that just that just amazes me that, uh, you know, that he was he was good with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was an
0: awesome awesome deal, man. And I've been having been treating that with 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 seriously a lot of respect. Um haven't done too much crazy stuff.
2: Hey guys, I'm sorry to be a bummer here, but I do have to cut out of here early tonight. Um I can't wait to see you guys this weekend. Uh haven't flown with you guys in a in a few weekends because uh, of different issues going on. Um, but I'm excited to get back down to the field and, um, I will see you guys this weekend.
1: All right. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Can't wait to see you and, uh, do some flying again, man. Us three, you know, hooligans. The old green pond crew. Yeah. Do, do, do we have video from
2: Muse, uh, with our, our three, our foursome that we did
1: a few weekends ago? That kind of sounded wrong, but... Um, That's, <laughs> a, sorry. Uh, yeah, That's a good question. I think there's a picture somewhere that Muse posted on Facebook, but I don't know if there was video. No, his,
2: his girlfriend videoed the whole thing. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's anywhere, it's got to be Facebook or, you, or maybe his YouTube channel. He, it might be on YouTube. Maybe I'll take a look and see if I could uh, put it in and... Yeah, no, we should do that, that. That was a lot of fun. That was
2: that was pretty cool that we did that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, Jeff. All right. Jeff. All right. We'll take care. I will man. talk to you guys soon. Take care. See ya.
2: Okay. Bye.
1: I'm
0: sorry that he had to leave because uh, I wanted to – you know this story and I wanted to tell him this story. Um, maybe I'll, I don't know. Should I save it? So next time he's around.
1: Oh, is this a is a good story. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, it, say that. Yeah, let's save that for next week when he's back. Um, I, you know what? Because you told me not to say anything and that we're gonna wait to the podcast to talk about it, I totally blanked out and forgot about it. Oh, oh and good. now I remember again. Oh, yeah, well, we'll
0: okay. wait on that then. It's a good. It's definitely a good story. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: So So, other than crashing the one eighty, which I was f- flipping over, I've been having a good time with that that little Ellie, and mm-hmm. uh been having a you know a lot of fun with that thing and been getting more aggressive with
1: it yeah, definitely, I mean parts are cheap and I wish I had better luck with my one eighty but um right now it's benched, you know it's I'm just having some issues with either the motor or this or that I mean just I don't know these I used to love these little micro helis, but now they're just starting to become a pain in the ass. Just, I don't know, I'm so close to just saying, screw the Blade 180, let me sell it. You know, even with the Oxy, I'm, you know... I was. Well, don't sell it
0: yeah, because I'm envisioning us going out to Ohio and going to the Neff thing. Oh, true. And, and we can maybe sell it after that, but uh, we can do some serious, like, indoor 3D... <laughs> just yeah, crazy just with it, you
1: know what I mean. <laughs> I mean you remember Neff last year. I mean, I guess to go on a little tangent with um I mean Neff was great. Don't get me wrong. I loved that it was indoors and it wasn't cold and we were, you know, flying, but that heli section was a joke. Oh yeah. It yeah. was a corner of a I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like It was like a triangle, yeah, right? It I was mean... a triangle at the widest point was maybe Twenty feet at the widest point, and only about ten or fifteen feet deep at the you know at the tip of the say if you're looking at triangle like a pyramid. I mean, yeah,
0: see, I would I would give it a little more. I th- I would think it was like thirty feet wide, but yeah, maybe it's still, maybe it's a, it's a joke.
1: But, I mean, you but know, I mean, yeah, you're
0: not you're not bringing a seven hundred inside there and flying either. So I, mean, I guess they're they're set up for micros.
1: But even even the one eighty when we because we both bought it there um, and we were flying it. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was just. Flipping it upside down, you know, maybe about 20, 30 feet up. It was, you know, I know I went over the boundary, you know. Yeah, you were out in the flight line of of the regular flight line. Yeah, I mean, what I don't understand is that they had two 3D lines for, you know, foam airplanes. And I don't get it, like, I don't. Well, I think, I think the reason they do that is because they
0: have the cheap 3Ds, like the, the Twisted Hobby stuff, the couple hundred dollar 3Ds and then at the other end are the super expensive like those planes
1: i i thought they were saying at one point were like in the thousands of dollars yeah and i totally understand that like you know but also into that fact why would you bring a $1000 airplane to a fun fly you go you bring those to competitions you bring those to your club you know indoor practice field or whatever i don't think you i mean i don't know maybe it's just me i didn't bring anything that i didn't I wasn't okay with crashing uh, or getting crashed into. Even though they kept them, you know,
0: down the far, down as far as they could on the one end, that guy could have easily had flown. He was the only there. I only saw one, maybe two yeah. at the most planes right. in that whole section. Yeah, the whole time with the whole weekend we were and there. That
1: section was like you know, like the end zone of a football field. Like it was a decent size. It was you know maybe like half a tennis court or something, but like it was a decent size that you could you know multi rotors and the. Um, and a helicopter yeah, you could have swapped
0: those two yeah,
1: areas for sure. and had the two 3D areas down one end and yeah. let the helis
0: go down the other end.
1: Yeah, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not, really, not going to bring any quads this year to that, to NEF, um, or sorry, in 2016 next year. Um, yeah, because we really didn't do much with those. Yeah, hover. Tooled them around a little bit, yeah. I am definitely going to build a bunch of I, – I really can't wait for the, my FT Mini Guinea. I just think that's going to be such a fun plane with uh, differential thrust. I think it's going to be awesome.
0: When you mentioned that at the beginning of the show, I wanted to ask you how that was because you've built a lot of big stuff. Mm-hmm. I have built a lot of big stuff. I've only built a few small things. Um, how was that as far as being a
1: micro-sized like foam plane, like Dollar Tree foam? I mean, the build was was great, um, Peter. I mean, this guy's a genius. He he knows how to. You know was it was his uh, nick or a form name at one point Foreman tape i mean foam and tape, yeah, yeah, I mean he's a master foreman tape he that the way that the front nose gets put together and um just the overall like having access panels on the wing for you know the uh e s e battery wires, all that stuff like the several wires it's it's very well thought out um the wing is. Probably about like thirty-five inches, or maybe thirty-six inches. It's not that small, as far as well, okay. the wingspan and the body, the fuselage is, you know, probably like a three or four-inch square. So it's pretty, you know, bulky and big. Um, I thought that kit was easy, fun to build. Um, when it, when you started putting it together, you saw, you know, just you know, plane just kind of like instantly appear. Like it was like you did the wing, you did the fuselage, and you had a plane. Like it was, it was a great build. I, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to do the the full size version, the uh, cargo plane. Yeah, Kevin, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, but yeah, which
0: I purchased that, mm-hmm. so everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Which I purchased that, uh, flight Fest, flight Fest. Mm-hmm. yeah, fifteen, and uh, said to you and Jeff. Oh, I'll cut you out! I'll cut you out of a plane, not knowing it was six sheets of Dollar Tree foam. <laughs> and and I, was, I, I, I at one point I was like, "You've got to be kidding!" It's like I'm cutting out two planes here. There were so many parts to that thing, yeah. and I'm like, I still have to cut out, I think, wings. And I'm and I'm and I'm ready to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> here, <laughs> nice. Here's
1: your planes. <laughs>
0: but yeah i'll have to get that we'll have to do a build night or something yeah to, you know. i
1: mean i'm just joking i mean take your yeah. time that thing's a pretty big plane and you know like i said my living room is already packed and packed to planes. so um you know, i'm in no rush so yeah yeah um all right so uh let's kind of move on here i feel like we went on a quite a bit of a tangent there um let's talk about some multi-rotor stuff uh you know, our, our club is now an official multi-GP chapter, which is awesome. I think it's called Prop Buster, is it, right? Yeah, Prop Busters.
0: Yeah. I, think, uh, I should know I did the logo for him. while I tried to do All right. the logo. I got mostly through with that and, and sent it over to, to Rich. Um, I was like, look, I can't get any further with it. Like, I, It's, it's a crash of a fixed wing and a
1: mm mm-hmm. and a multi rotor right and
0: a multi rotor and i uh, i i'm having a little problem with some of the details and showing action i'm not too much of a i'm okay with some of the stuff in in like p- paint shop and stuff like that but i'm not the i'm not the best graphic designer you know, so I just sent him
1: over what i had and i mean he was gonna take it from there from what i saw i thought it looked pretty cool i mean it was definitely vector art looking like it needed a more um like shadowing components to kind of give it more depth but i think as initial design, I thought it looked pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's what he was going for, something like that. So that's that's where I was going with that. But I'll tell you, I, those guys are at that field. Well, we're not usually there Sunday. We're usually there Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this Sunday, we happen to be at the field. And, man, what was there? Uh, they were racing all day long. Yeah. I kept hearing them call out the, the starting of the race. Yep. And, and what was it, like eight, ten guys?
1: Yeah, there was like, like 10 racing? guys. And I don't think all 10 ran at the same time. I think there were different heats that uh um, yeah you know and then different yeah, like, i think they were keeping it down to like three or
0: four yeah to to
1: a race yeah yeah i mean and those things are buzzing around quick i mean if you were on um the left side of the main flight line you just heard them whipping around that uh, uh the multi-gp uh flag that they have that it's one of the cones i guess or one of the turning points yeah they uh, have a whole course set up there yeah it was really nice um I think we're the our club is the only chapter in this area, I think, in the uh, central Jersey, North Brunswick area. Um but yeah, it's you know, it's great. It's great to watch too, you know. They have um a lot of folks have extra goggles and, you know, F P V boxes, so you can actually sit there and watch a specific racer and stuff to see how they do it, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah, see I
0: would do that. I don't know if I would I you know, I'd I'd probably watch, you know, the race too. But mm-hmm. I guess it's like anything else, you know, you're either into it or you're not into it. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people don't like watching um, that footage because it's not HD. A lot of people are so spoiled by HD.
1: What do you I mean think, it's not you know. HD? Um, oh, you told me like when you watch it live off the FPV.
0: Yeah, I was talking to, I think it was Mike uh, from the FT the FT Community Cast podcast who I should give a shout out to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I actually just guys. started listening to
1: them uh today. I saw episode I listened to episode one and two today.
0: Yeah, I I really only knew Mike and uh I think I had talked to uh Pat. Mm-hmm. It's Pat, Joel and Mike. Mike uh, Finley, really right, I well. think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um man, they're all great guys. Uh I've i I've gotten to know Joel a lot better since, you know, being on uh being on the show. Yeah, yeah. And episode three, success. check it out. Yeah. Um But yeah, they're they're nice guys, real, real decent guys, and uh, they're having a good time with that
1: podcast. Nice, Uh, you know. If our podcast takes off, I think uh, we should invite them and and also um, the FT After Hours crew. I know uh, when we were at Flight Fest, we were talking to uh, Chris, and he, you know, kind of mentioned about you know doing a podcast and you know either going on FT After Hours or having them come on ours kind of deal. So, you know, it's just,
0: yeah, I don't know what format they use. I know, you know, we use and, um, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And I think those guys were from the community cast were like, yeah, we'll come on. Yeah. Anytime, you know, and just hang out, let it loose.
1: Sure. Yeah, man. Sounds good. I, I do want to, um, you know, eventually evolve this into having a, you know, definitely more guests on the show and, you know, maybe get some, uh, folks that are, you know, sponsored pilots and stuff like that you know kind of giving their take on you know the hobby and stuff like that for sure
0: yeah and we have them in the in our club and i think dave even said you yeah, know we'll come on
1: yeah you know so we should we should have a, some pretty good content yeah definitely i think anthony said he would i think uh rick also said he would do it which was uh i think he's a, a field rep or team pilot for links um uh, yeah yeah so yeah definitely uh yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Those guys are a lot
0: of a lot of fun. Good time.
1: <laughs> okay, we went on another tangent again. <laughs>
0: yeah, it will be the show of tangents.
1: Yeah, we should oh, just, number one episode. Yeah, it should just be tangents
0: as a title. <laughs> so, anyways, i going down that road. It was Mike who actually told me, um, or was Mike or Pat? One of those guys actually said, uh, "You know, they were watching the, the FT show about when they were in Georgia doing that." the racing that they were doing in the dome with the 250 quads or with you know whatever quads they were right mm-hmm. and i guess at one point alex uh from flight test asked you know the audience you know if you're into this stuff let us know and i think pat was like well yeah i'm kind of not into it oh really <laughs> you know it's not it's not right. and my i think it was mike who said you know i i, I can't i can't watch the the low budget kind of look the 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 low quality look anymore cuz he's so used to seeing stuff in hd and I kind of agree, you know, if I'm on YouTube and I see something that I'm interested in and it's, like, at 480, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I It doesn't keep my interest.
1: I do agree. Uh, yeah, we, we're definitely getting spoiled in this modern age of, you know, just high definition, right? I mean, if it's not 1080p, it's not HD, you know? It's not- but it,
0: I, and I had said, you know, it's like NASCAR. You either like it or you don't. And... If you know the dr- uh, you, the drivers, if you know the guys at the pilots, mm. like we know the guys at our club, you know, we know how, how they are, who's flying, done a lot of flying and who's, you know, you, you know all the guys and their personality. I think for me, it would be fun to, to just watch them fly without, you know, seeing their point of view because the, the course is relatively small. I mean, you can see one end of the course, the other, you know, and you can watch, you know, everything that's going on and, and the gates and seeing how close they get to everything.
1: Yeah. Hearing them smack the gates, which is a nice loud tack noise It's Yeah, it's like hitting a piece of wood with a hammer. Yeah. I know from experience. All right, so let's try to get back a little bit on track here um, with the multi-rotor stuff, the FPV stuff. Um, I recently upgraded both my ZMR250s with uh, PDP, uh, no, PDB, Power Distribution Board, but it was the ones, I'm not sure brand, they're kind of from eBay, but the brands that I can hook up a minimum OSD on it, have a five volt and twelve volt regulator built into it. Um, wire up all my ESCs to it, including the signal. Um, comes with even LEDs, and and also the uh, Naze thirty two board. Actually, the pins mount right to the board uh, to the PDB. About um, two different types to try it out. They're both great. I couldn't get the minimal SD working with my camera set up and talking to some people on the forums, it seems like it's definitely a camera issue more than like a PDB or the minimal SD issue. But, um, but I thought, you know, it cleaned it up nice and I actually three, three printed a couple of standoffs. So I could tuck the ESCs underneath the bottom plate and the PDB. So it kind of cleaned up the, uh, the overall look of the, the quad. It did make it a little bit taller though. Is that the board that has the NASE thirty two built into it? Is that it's not is that the one? It's not built technically built into it. It's not like um David Vindestall's um tricopter where he actually has an integrated NASE thirty two in the the top plate of his frame. But what it is is um, you know, like the the pinouts and then there's the the female side of the pinouts um of an RC, say like a receiver, right? You have your pinouts for all your channels. Okay. And then basically you would take the, on the PDB had the female side, and you would just socket the whole like a shield, almost like an Arduino shield, just goes right on top. Yeah, yeah, like that, like a you know a module, you know, add-on. So you just put the whole board on it, it will grab the RC signal from the board. I mean, from the uh, PDB, it'll grab the power, the five volt power, um, and basically, you know, everything just kind of cleans up the wiring. You know, everything just integrated into it. So yeah, it's for really sure. Cool. Um, I have heard of issues with that, though, on hard crashes. The regulators are basically these little, you know, maybe half-inch by half-inch little um, 5-volt and 12-volt regulators that um, have solder pads. And you just basically solder the solder pads right onto the board. So when when the PDB flexes, it breaks those pads off. So I heard that, you know, some people actually use a little bit of wire to make it floating. You know, oh, jeez. yeah. I mean, some of the stuff you can do with this is insane. Um, especially, especially nowadays with even the smaller quads, like the two two uh, 210 or the 180s, they stack everything. The PDB will stack to the flight controller, will stack to the receiver, so you have this one little, like, I don't know, I mean, like, like a little. Big Mac, (laughs) you know, like like it has like three slices of bread. Like it's three different components kind of stacked together with these little nylon standoffs. And it's great. I mean, yeah. The first time I saw those, I think
0: one of the club meetings, a couple guys had those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: S3 guys. Yes. Just
1: insane how small they are. What? Four inch props on those things? I think they were six inch props where they cut down to be uh, a four inch or a five inch. Yeah, like I think they call like bullhead props or something like that when they cut them down, so they're kind of like they get wider at the end.
0: I'd say if I had to estimate it, I mean they're basically like nine inch square, really. Yeah. When it comes, you know, when you're looking at them, Mm -hmm. it's it's really small.
1: Yeah, so I mean that's kind of my thing. Um, Yeah, I wanted to get the Minimus OSD for
0: the Electro Hub, but I, I I think I did buy it, but I haven't hooked it up yet. Because I still – I'm using the Flip 1.5 on that. I haven't changed over to Naze on it. Yeah. I, if it's working for me, I'm going to leave it. Uh, I still have really good success with that.
1: I'm sure you can the – the the Flip 1.5 is a Naze 32 board. Just, you know, it's – um what what's the guy's name again? I forgot the guy's name, but what's this uh, store? Um, Ready to fly quads or ready to fly – yeah, ready to fly quads. Ready to fly quads, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, his flip 1.5 volt is a Naze 32 board, but just in a little bit different configuration as far as the pinouts. But the capabilities, you flash it with the same base flight or clean flight, um, you know, software or firmware. Uh, you have the same, I think, uh, type of telemetry outputs and stuff, voltage and stuff you could get from that. So,
0: well, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't flash that or anything. I ordered it from him, as in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, an X quad setup, right. And that was, jeez, uh, two years ago since I built that. And I guess maybe that's why I didn't didn't realize it. Because yeah. now that I'm getting more into the NAS thirty two, like, I didn't even plug that into anything to program nothing out of the box at work. That flipped one point five, and mm-hmm. and so now that I'm getting into the Nays thirty twos, I guess you know I'm I'm getting more into programming and and stuff like that with the with the computer and you know what you can add on and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I to configure, like, to be, you know, able to configure everything on that is cool. I mean, a NACE 32 board, you know, you can, you know, it can act as, like, you know how you have your um, VersaWing with the Arduino and all the, you know, millions of LEDs? You can right. actually do the same thing with a NACE 32 board. It has a f- built-in... Uh, right, right, yeah, it has, like, a grid. Yeah. That you can, pro- yeah.
0: Right. I've actually seen that, yeah, it's, like... Uh,
1: Sixty-four, like an eight by eight grid. It's an eight by, eight, I think it's eight by eight, or Something it might be like more. Um, but yeah, you can basically do stuff like that with the quad too. You know, you could make it so you turn left on your uh, aileron stick, and it'll turn signal left. You know, with some LEDs, like you could program it to do all sorts of cool things.
0: Yeah, I've seen that, um, and I, I do. I did get a, a a strip, an LED strip, that I haven't put on anything yet. I'm still working on that that uh the blackbird the m troix i it's so hard to pronounce but it's a M-droid. i really like the
1: Strux, yeah
0: i really like that frame I, I like the way the the rear motors are are up a little higher i like the way i can actually rotate both you know front and rear motors mm-hmm. forward 10 degrees if i wanted to and i like how how small and and really narrow the frame is I, I don't know. Some guys might not like it. I, I really like it, and it took a beating. I have I rolled that thing a few times, and I smacked into one of our gates
2: mm-hmm.
0: at the field. But um, what do I have to do for that? I have to fix the, the Mobius camera mount on that. I have a couple little things to tweak. I got to do the satellite uh, receiver setup because that's running an A's 32, and that has the, the Big Mac setup like you were talking about. Right. I, I, had, I had gotten a 4-in-1 distribution board, mm-hmm. ASC board for that, and – that I really like. That cleaned up things really nice. Yeah, and it's more or less like a little. It's more or less like a little cage. The the, the fuselage, you know. Yep, or how whatever you want the body of it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of close to FT's um, VersaCopter, kind of like it's an right. enclosed, uh, you know, thin. Also, what's the other one? The Vortex, the Immersion RC Vortex. How it has like that enclosed uh, fuselage, so that way none of the core electronics get damaged. Just yeah, it's neat. very
0: similar to the vortex. Yeah, just the the arms are don't rotate back or anything.
1: All right. Um. So what else have you been doing with your multi rotor FPV stuff recently? Not much,
0: man. No, I haven't done really anything lately. I haven't I haven't had a chance because when when we flew it at the the old abandoned golf course for a couple of years before we joined this club, I you know I could go out there. I wasn't interfering with anybody's signal, so I haven't really taken it down to our field. Um, with all the the racing that's going on, because I have a you know six hundred milliwatt transmitter, those guys are all running two fifties, and I don't want to want to step on them at all. Although they they they're really cool. They're always like you know if you want to take it up and and get some footage or chase somebody, just let us know. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know I get I'm too you know they're doing their thing. I'm having fun with the planes and whatnot and helis. Sure. So it's like that's kind of like on the back burner. I do eventually want to get the Blackbird ready to go. You know, so I can do a little racing with that because it's a lot of fun. I, I had a good time while I had it. You know, I did a couple of laps. I think uh, I stopped. Because nice. I have some, I have some uh, you know, connection issues with the battery. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to change out to the satellite. And I got a couple of things I want to reconfigure on it.
1: Yeah. Let me know when you want to do the satellite. It's it's pretty simple. And it's such a great upgrade yeah. not to run a full receiver. Yeah, for sure, man. No, I, I definitely will cool all right um let's let's talk about some crash stories i i love hearing crash stories i love seeing videos of you know things crashing she loves seeing videos yeah you know
0: except my own i don't like seeing my own you know there there's you watch all these i mean everybody's had to have gone through youtube and watched the rc crashes man Mm -hmm. there's there's some where you're like what are you doing dude why are you flying that and then there's some where you're like Oh, man, that you know, you, you cringe. You're like, right, oh, right. That, that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but. But it's almost like ther- uh, therapy in a way, you know, talking about it.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, and we all crash. I mean, you know, you know, just have to own up to it and accept it as part of the, the hobby and the learning curve, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean. You can't
0: get discouraged.
1: Right, you can't.
0: The worst thing you can do is really get pissed off from my point of view and from my experience yes and i know it's hard not to when you spent a lot of time and money that's why yes you know that the flight test stuff really helped me out
1: yes i totally agree Mm -hmm.
0: um, because i'm kind of laughing now when i crash
1: yeah i laugh about it too even you know when it's like (laughs) i look at it and i'm like oh man that that Helicopter is trashed, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'll kind of, let me go right into it, you know, I, the Oxy-3. Um, um, I've had that helicopter for about, I don't know, maybe, maybe three months or two months. And I've already crashed it three times. Um, the first crash wasn't too bad. Just, you know, a bunch of, uh, I had to rebuild the head and, and you know, I kind of, the landing gears, the frame was messed up. Um, then the second crash was, that was pretty bad. That's where I, I will, you know, say that I think the flight controller, the flybarless unit, um, came off because I was just doing a bank turn and then it just went all wacky and fell on the ground.
0: Was that the one that we all walked out? Yes.
1: Where the, and Anthony? yeah, where the head, uh, the main blades hit the tail twice yeah. and bent it in like a weird U scorpion tail U shape. And where the servo, the tail servo, got ejected. That's what I was going to mention. Yes. <laughs> um, I had
0: never in my life seen a servo on a crash, walking up on a crash, seen a servo, what was that, like three to four feet least, away from it? Yeah. Just like, uh-huh.
1: I was like, how did
0: that happen? Yeah. Um, like, those blades must have came around and hit that boom and yeah, wrapped around a boom and just ripped that tail servo yeah, it right the off.
1: the wires. It didn't even rip the wires off at, like, the servo connector, or the, uh, you know, the part that's inside the servo that you know goes onto the board, it, it was like you know just like outside the servo, like it looked like someone just cut off a piece, of a scissors, you know, a pair of scissors. Um, yeah. But that w- that got ejected, and the you know tail servo mount completely busted. Um, one of the things that I was uh, quite surprised is that I sheared off one of the main um, spindle shaft, and that blade was perfectly fine. Like, there was no... Really? Yeah. The other two, you know, cracked from hitting the boom, but I don't know. Maybe that's the one that hit the servo or something, but, like, there was no chips on it. It just sheared it right off at the uh, spindle and was, you know, probably a little bit further than the servo. Maybe, like, eight or nine feet. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. So I didn't even see that. You know how much that that, uh, crash cost me to fix? Do I want to know? I don't know. Oh, I mean... It's It's, it's, it's the opposite spectrum if you're thinking it's, you know. Oh, I was going to say, is it over $100? No, no. And I had a set of blades. One of the blades was good. So with the tri-head, I was able to get, you know, three sets. So I had three blades. um, Two from the old head, from the two-bladed head, and then one that got sheared off, right? So all the parts, the tail boom, the tail servo mount, um, not including the servos. I kind of, you know, had some spare servos and kind of, you know, made that work. It only cost me thirty thirty six dollars. Oh wow! Under forty bucks. Wow! The Landing gears didn't break. The the uh, the side frames didn't break. You know, none of the electronics except for that one servo. Um, did I? Are you running those Turnigy servos on that? The one yes. you told me. Yep, the S three hundred six G. The uh, I guess they're kind of knockoffs of the KST. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, I'm going to say Turnigy servos, and you know, people out there are going to be cringing. They're going to be like, "Are you kidding me?" But uh I was even skeptical, and mm-hmm. but they've been really good on mine too, man. I, I, I mean the, yeah. the specs are the same. they're what are they 20 bucks? They're less not... than
1: 20 bucks, like 16, 17 dollars.:
0: Yeah, just um, to get something going because I'm not I'm not
1: yeah. a smack pilot or anything like that right. you're not pushing the limits right. No, so for me, it was great I mean, I fly you know, you see me fly my blade 360 CFX. I have those servos as my cyclic. Yeah. I mean, I do have an MKS servo for the tail, just a, a not a micro size, but a mini size. It's a little bit bigger, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I bogged that machine by giving it so much collective and so much, you know, cyclic movement and stuff. I, I, you know, I abused that heli, and those servos, I, you know, hasn't hasn't skipped a beat. It's great. So that's relatively a 450
0: size. Yes, even, like, sixty. Yes, it's uh it's the old school 450.
1: Yeah, so I mean actually actually my configuration since uh, to give a little history on that is I took my Blade 450X, bought an airframe for the 360 CFX and basically took all the electronics and put it in there. So I'm running I'm running a a 3S motor which is 3600KV, the uh you know, E-flight 450 Heli motor. Yeah. Um I'm running actually a really big ESC don't ask me why. I, I had <laughs> I had a castle one hundred <laughs> light and I was like, Yeah, I'll just throw it in there. I got room. So Jeez. yeah, it's it's way overkill. I could go with a fifty and it'd be fine. But um Yeah. But you know, I just like, I had it and I was like, Yeah, let me put it in there. I don't want to make I wanna make sure ESC's not a, a problem. Um you know, I don't run liturgy servos for the cyclic. I'm running an MKS uh, I think it's like a nine three something tail servo, um which is awesome. But it's also a $100 servo, you know. So, But, yeah, the cyclics have been great, you know. I, I've even – let me see. I had a small crash at a fun fly out in South Jersey where I uh, was doing a flip and I hit the tail on the ground. And, you know, throttle hold, came down, was perfectly fine. No damage to the heli. Wow. Yeah, to the servos, nothing. So I'm – you know, that's, that's my beater, you know, even with the 3-blade because I am running 325-millimeter – Blades so it is quote unquote a three a four fifty size three bladed heli, even though the tail boom is like a a stretch, I guess you could say to run the three sixty blades if I wanted to, but I figure with the three s setup, I should run the smaller blades because you know that 's a lot of rotating mass that this little motor with high kV is going to have to spin, so yeah, yeah, true but uh yeah, I mean um. The third time I crashed my Oxy was the recent one I think I mentioned earlier in this podcast is that I had a brownout. I don't know what happened. It was just hovering there. I was kind of wasting the pack. It was getting a little dark out. So I was kind of, you know, just doing a basic hover. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I have zero control. Holy beep. <laughs> now, how many how many guys at the field were yelling out, oh, spectrum brownout? Oh, you know Rick was because he's a yeah. Futaba. Oh, sorry. No, he's a Jetty guy. He's a Jetty it? guy now. Yeah. Went from Futaba to Jetty. But you know, all the Futaba guys hate Spectrum. They, they're always you know, picking on us for brownouts, this, brownouts, that, you know. But I mean, you know, it, it, it's probably a brownout. Um, but the thing is, is that if it was a brownout, when I disconnected and reconnected the battery to reset everything, I was still having the same issue. Oh yes, yeah, so it's probably not a brownout. So that tells me flybarless controller, maybe the wire for my satellite receiver, um, or something. I mean that flybarless controller, you know, seen a couple of crashes, and it is is a, a brain, which is a little micro um, USB, uh, not USB, the micro flybarless. Uh, you know, it's small. It's only about an inch by, you know. That's an icon. Yeah, it's an icon or MSH brain. It's the same, basically same company. MSH Brain works, you know, builds the flybar list for Icon. I think. I'm hearing
0: stories about Icons with with you and uh, and a couple other stories that I've heard, man. And I'm like, just, I really love Icon. I've been loving it since, you know, moving up from the beastx Like I, <laughs> I
1: don't want to hear any bad stories about it. <laughs> kind not like tuning them out. Sure, sure. I mean, this this is the small one. Is this Is the micro one that uses the micro servo connectors? I think they're called like micro JSTs or JST X H or something like that or XS or some, some weird model. Um so I mean technically it's a full capable icon without the governor. Without oh, okay. the governor you know, it has a bailout or self leveling when when you have uh, when you lose orientation. But um yeah, I mean, I don't know. maybe, maybe you know, I, I might have messed mine up, to tell the truth. I was, I soldered all new servo leads to those uh turnji servos, and the way that the servo leads came from Hobby King to the way that they solder onto the board was different. So there was basically the ground and positive was switched, so I might have fried it. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I mean, it flew it. Booted up oh, fine, and it, it loaded the firmware fine. The fly bar was loaded firmware fine. When I went to, um, you know, load the settings and all that stuff, but
0: hey. So you basically had to change the servo ends because they're micro servo ends or something. Whatever, yes, like, but those little tiny ones.
1: Instead of clipping and recrimping, I unsoldered at the board. Yeah. And resoldered new, uh, whole new wires with the, the ends on
0: them. Sometimes I wish this was a video podcast because I'm I'm over here shaking my head like <laughs> that's not something I would
1: do. Right? Oh, you say no? Like, oh, would do like, that? Yeah, jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get used to soldering. Soldering is not scary. Yeah, and I'm
0: you I'm I enjoy I enjoy soldering. I'm pretty good at it, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know if I would do that. I have tried to reverse a servo, you know, by taking the leads off and soldering them, and I had no luck with that. Oh
1: no, no, that doesn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's another YouTube myth. Maybe I don't know. That was a while ago.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that works. I, I'm. I mean, I don't quote me on it, but I don't believe that works. All right, so that's about it for me. Um, how about you, Kevin? What kind of crashes have you uh, had this past couple of weeks?
0: Well, I had a good one with uh, the one eighty, the one eighty helicopter. The what is that? The blade one eighty CFX. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's. I call it the mini goblin because I have that little mini goblin canopy for it. Yep. I don't even know where I was or what I was doing. was minding my own business. And uh, I was out. I was just tooling around. I think I'm I'm just getting into flipping it over now and trying to stay inverted like more than a half second. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's what I was actually doing. I went inverted. It was dropping lower and lower. I didn't have enough negative pitch to keep it up. And I tried flipping it back over. And I I connected with the ground at some point. (laughs) And... uh, you were next to me, and I didn't even hear you saying this because I'm trying. I guess I'm concentrating and trying to, mm-hmm. just try to pull out of it. But I hit the ground once and twice, and um, then I think I hit throttle hold. I don't know. It was it was definitely thing, on the
1: second bounce. I mean, that sorry, that thing
0: but, hit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that thing hit and i i was like what is it doing it's like coming back like up off the ground again it was just like yeah flopping around like a fish i was yep. like holy cow and then you're like throttle hold dude
1: <laughs> oh man so what about That's the what about crazy. your other crash you know you wanted to that just happened this past sunday
0: yeah that was the the nice used corsair yeah that i had i think i mentioned it earlier yeah mm-hmm. i kind of sucked you know what it, i i had good luck with that. I mean it was a perfect day. Sixty five, no wind. Um I got the nose weight in the Corsair and it was flying good. And uh it has some crazy tendencies to it, uh that I guess are just I'm something I'm not used to with some of these scale models. Like uh I was I was telling Jeff, you know, I was coming off the runway doing a circuit and coming around and I was kinda turning to the right and I was kinda banking to the right but more or less coming up at a 45, and I was trying to give it more rudder input. And as I had more throttle, they were kind of working against each other. The rudder was trying to turn right, and the throttle was pulling it to the left. Right. And I was like, what is going on here? So anyways, to get to the story, you know, at our field's pretty. we're pretty uh, little loose on the, on the flying. Like guys can fly whatever they want. There's really no set pattern, which sometimes will, you know, if everybody's up there and we have a lot of guys up there. To, they'll try to fly, you know, some kind of pattern. But I think Mike, the the president, had his balsa. He had a balsa plane out there, and uh, I guess the first thing that runs through my mind when I get other planes uh, in the area is mine costs this much. How much does that one cost? And right, you know, so I get I get kind of nervous when like he he had come around a few times. He was actually flying opposite to me. I was flying. <laughs> i was flying counterclockwise he was flying clockwise and he landed and i was coming around like i knew i had to land because the battery was getting low mm-hmm. and i i came around once and and i didn't like it and i i kind of went around again and i dumped it like on like final approach and i think i did probably tip stall it um i could feel like the battery was getting you know lower and lower you know you can feel it sure so i did feel that and i did have full flaps on and i yeah i kind of like just i pitched i must have tip stalled it and pitched it over I uh, broke the wing at the landing gear, and I think I ripped the one of the elevators. Mm-hmm. It's got dual elevators, so I, I ripped one of them off. Nothing really that bad. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some foam tack and and tack it together, and I'm probably gonna run some some carbon fiber through it, you know, so right. I, like just to connect it up. Once it's like some real thin stuff, you know. Yeah, because it has like a little bit of a wooden spar in there. Okay. And I'll probably wind up, you know, once it's together and, and glue, and I'll probably just throw like two pins of carbon fiber in there just to keep that connection point because it is right at the
1: landing gear, you know. Sure. Yeah. So it's gonna be a weak spot for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, well, you know, it's fixable. Um, but I was really getting like more and more into like different planes. I'm getting, I guess, you get used to one, you know. I'm you, you fly bank and yank for fun, but that's about it. Now I'm getting into more like more advanced stuff i feel like take off and landing flaps the corsair is not easy to fly you know it has these tendencies it's got this big giant prop on the front mm-hmm. which the guy who i bought it from i bought it used and the guy told me take that prop off don't fly it with that prop you'll never fly it with that prop and
1: um, <laughs> i've been having a okay time with it yeah you know? yeah no you've definitely been definitely been flying the, the piss out of it um
0: yeah and that's a it's a good looking plane you
1: know yeah yeah And I I do love the prop. I love the yellow tips on the four-bladed prop spinning. It just looks amazing. It looks very scale. And I think that's what you're probably referencing, too, is that, you know, we both started with, you know, basically kind of like banking-yank planes. Now that, you know, we're trying to fix in the rudder, we're trying to do more coordinated, more scale-looking flights. So, um, you know. Yeah. But with that bird, you know, being a warbird, it's very, it has those same tendencies, you know. You got to be under power landing, right? Or uh, it'll tip stall, you know. So. It's a fine
0: line, I noticed. As the, the last time I went around, I was like, yeah, I can't. It's almost like I have to have, you ha- definitely have to have power. Mm-hmm. I noticed that with the Sukhoi, too. You know, you have to land it with some power. Yep. Or else it'll come in nice, and then it'll fool you, and it'll drop. You know, and I noticed with another, with the, what is it, the, the little micro P40, P47? I think it's a micro P40 okay uh, yeah that i have i noticed that when i flew that inside at nef on landing i wasn't used to i was kind of used to gliding in right landing mm-hmm. um this one you actually had to pitch down i had to give it a little bit of down elevator so i could point the nose to the ground right to bring it in which was interesting
1: it's all you know it's interesting all these little things you find out yeah yeah i mean each plane has their own little niche of uh, characteristics and stuff for sure yeah, and that's
0: what I, like, envisioned with this podcast is just to, like, we fly a lot of stuff, a lot of different stuff, and we talk to a lot of different people. We're always in it, real passionate about it. hmm You know, we can just pass that on to other people and see what we can, you know, who we can help out and with the information. Maybe somebody can help help us out with some information. Oh, yeah, you definitely.
1: Know? I mean, I know, I mean, we you know, if you really think about it, I mean, we've only been in the hobby for, say, two, three years but I mean, you know, there's some some veterans in the hobby that's been in it for twenty, thirty years, you know. So yeah, you know, so there's definitely a lot for us to learn. But you know, we do <clears throat> we do kind of um, go all out and you know try anything, kind of just go for it. So,
0: and we're just out there having a good time, right? right? That's basically it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, my my Saturdays are. You know, I look forward to it. On Mondays, I'm like, "Wow, I can't wait to go flying on Saturday." Like, you know, that's
0: yeah. There's sometimes I'm like, well, "How can I sneak a, a little helicopter in my work van?" You know, <laughs>
1: yeah. and,
0: and but I, I can't do that. Yeah, I no, mean, I hear you. <laughs> years ago, with some of the jobs I've had, maybe I could, but mm-hmm. with this job, it's it's pretty decent. So I don't want to I don't want to jeopardize it with anything like that. Yeah,
1: don't. <laughs> All right, uh, kind of went pretty long here, huh? I think probably about an hour, an hour and a half or so
0: yeah something like that
1: all right i guess um
0: good first episode i know we might have been a little all over the place but uh that's how that's how i think we're gonna go about it you know we got the more or less the intros out of the way at the beginning you know what we're doing we'll probably go through each time go through like what we've been doing you know anything anything any big issues we'll probably touch on
1: yeah definitely um I think going forward, though, we should um, we'll start picking topics or main topics to discuss. You know, we'll still do our little sections, but um, maybe we'll make it relatable to a, a main topic that we yeah. can talk about. Um, I think our next episode we should definitely touch base on the FF, FAA uh, regulations uh, It's all over Facebook, all over social media right now. Yeah, we picked a great day to do a first podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, I guess we'll end it now. And uh...
0: yeah, and if you guys want to get a hold of us at all, uh, we're on Facebook. What is it? Just Freefall RC on Facebook? Uh,
1: yes. If it's uh, let's see, Freefall RC Podcast. So, facebook.com slash Freefall RC Podcast. All one word. Uh, sh- you should be able to reach us there. Uh, we do also have an email address of freefallrc um, at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have individual ones yet. but um, Yeah, because
0: we're just starting out. We're going to eventually get a web, website mm-hmm. going on where we can do post show notes right? You know, regularly and yep. have our own individual emails and stuff like that. That's our hopes down the road. But, yeah, if you guys got anything yeah. you want to tell us how bad we did, how good we did, post it on Facebook. Let us know.
1: Yeah, I love getting feedback You know, because we can all learn from it and, and do a better job next time.
0: All right, man. I'll see you next week.
1: All right. All right. See you everyone later.